The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg, and the Raiders dash their hopes for playoffs this season against the Chiefs at home. That and more here on show 453. Before I start the show, a special and most heartfelt get well to John Madden, who had open heart surgery this week. Uh, He is recovering at this point, so let's have our thoughts and prayers for Mr. Madden, and you know how important he is to us. Another thing, we got a long-term contract for the crap. Estimated $8 million a year. I am so jazzed that we got this done and the other guy we got in the house for next season is Adewale. Uh And, you know, those signings are very important this time of year, especially after a game like we just had. We need to hold on to these cats, and that is very important. All right, Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have almost, but not quite yet, the Oakland Raiders lost to the Kansas City Chiefs at home in a battle. Got to say it was a battle for sure. We'll hit on that. A pregame for the Broncos, my little ponies. Listen, we got nothing to lose. That makes this game very special for me. All that in the bone line should wrap it up, folks. Now let's roll it out. Not quite. That kind of sums up the game and the season for the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, this game gets the Chiefs. <laughs> Let's talk about it. On a cold and blustery morning in Oakland, uh, the rain had ceased and the parking lot was rocking. It wouldn't have mattered if it was a freaking monsoon. The Raider Nation showed up as they should for this contest. It was a playoff atmosphere. The bad boys of barbecue were in the house. Many, many fans coming in to party with us. It was a blast, as always. Gary from Canada is in the house. We had an epic number of travelers to this contest. The underlying tone uh, was very positive. The Raider Nation felt, like I did, that we could take on the Chiefs and really kick their ass. If we played our best game, uh, this was going to be our win. Uh, We all felt that very comfortably. I didn't really feel threatened by the Chiefs, but then again, I really never do. The game (laughs) was great up until the fourth quarter started. The Raiders had out done everything more first downs more yardage more passing more running the Raiders had more time of possession in this game and that usually means 
that team will win. The Raiders should have won this game if not for three just breathtaking turnovers in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs were nothing. They did not win this contest. The Oakland Raiders gave them this contest. And I just must say, the play calling again, you know, we'll just hit on that just real quickly. He's the voice of the Raiders. Greg Papa joins mornings with Chad Joe and Lowe here on 95.7 The Game. Papa, one thing we keep hearing about from Raider Nation, questions over Bill Musgrave's play calling, especially in the fourth quarter. How did you feel the offensive coordinator performed yesterday? Well, what were they... What are they critical about? Give me a play you didn't like. For example, a lot of runs on second and 10, throwing the ball on first and 10, being incomplete, and then coming out running the ball. Joe, if you look at the NFL, I I would venture to guess. In fact, I mentioned this during the Tennessee game. Uh, The the, the percentage of runs on second and 10 in the NFL has got to be damn near 100%. (laughs) They, They just, if you throw on first down and it's incomplete, I guarantee you the whole league will run on second and 10. They do not want to get into third and ten. They don't. This league, it, it's. It, I love Bill Walsh. You know, outside of L. Davis, he had the most profound impact on pro football probably during my lifetime. But so many of his assistants, and it's the whole Bill Walsh coaching tree. The whole league is a West Coast offense now. It's all vertical, uh, horizontal, nothing down the field, nothing vertical. They don't want to get into third and ten. They just don't. So I, I just watch an NFL game. When it's second and ten, they will run the ball. They don't care if it's third and nine, third and eight. They don't want third and ten. They want to get, you know, obviously three or four to get to third and six and short where you can pick it up. But on second and ten, that is a lock run play. So what what else are they bitching about? That was pretty much it. They think there are too many bubble screens as well. Too many bubble screens by the Raiders? Correct. Well, here's what I would Here's the one critique I would have with Amari, and I, I love Bill. I think he's a good play designer, and Andy Reid does it as well, the, the horizontal width of the field. Sean Payton's masterful at it. Uh, uh, you know, losing Taiwan Jones, you, you lost the decoy in all those ghost motions behind the offensive line, and there was a, a little bit too much using Amari horizontally and not vertically. Uh, I, I would like I, – I think Amari's got to get one post route a quarter – like North Turner dictates low, you know that. One jump ball, sure. a quarter. I want the ball down the field. And I know they're sitting deep on him and Peters plays so far off. I don't care if you throw it or not. Just run a post. Make them play out of the box to open up the running game a little bit. And then they knew they could double move Peters a little bit. And, and Derek missed that out and up early in the game, and Peters kind of grabbed his arm. I don't know if Amari would have got there had Peters not grabbed him. But all the double moves they had on Peters – were uh, post corners where you're taking a, a jab, you run the stem of the route at him, and then you're taking two steps towards the post and then breaking it off to the corner. And, and, and you're probably going to complete those balls. They completed several on them, like three, but you're getting, you know, 15 yards. They're good chunk plays, but I'd rather see a slant and goal or something more vertically down the field where if he bites on that slant, now you're getting behind him and you're throwing over the top. Uh, I, I'd like to see the point is I'd like to see him use Amari Cooper's vertical speed more down the field. They used him a lot in the offensive backfield yesterday, kind of like that Taiwan Jones decoy role, and I did not like the one play I did not like, and I don't know what it was. They lined him up to the right of Derek and the gun. They motioned him out left, and there was no blockers out in front at all low. I don't know what they wanted them to do, and they threw it to him five yards behind the line. Tom Bali read it, 
He buzzed out on it and stuffed the play for a seven-yard loss. I'd like that play taken out of the playbook. But anything else, I, I mean, I, I just think that Kansas City plays kind of a top-down defense. The defense played a damn good game. The defense stood very tall. Now, I'm not going to be a, bear, a Derek Carr basher or a hater, which I don't get that at all. If you're a Raider fan, he's our quarterback. But I also don't get that you shouldn't be able to uh, critique his play, which I think in this instance showed a young man that has made some mistakes this year. It's very similar throughout other games, but this was the icing on the cake. Now, one of the one of the interceptions was just blatant. Triple coverage, grab fell down, but you can't throw that ball with three red guys around your guy. You just can't throw that pass. Cooper tipped up a ball. Bad thing, you know, he, he's trying to catch it, you know, bless his heart, but it was far, far away. He tipped it, interception. You know, you can't really blame Carr on that one. And then the other one where Carr was being enveloped. <laughs> one and only Greg Papa, who is with us now. And Papa, everything was looking good. It was 14-7 to seven and a half. Tim Brown gave a great speech. And then the second half happened, man. What, what went wrong? Well, you know, Michael Crabtree dropped a couple coming out in the second half. Amari Cooper early in the game dropped a, a fourth and two. But now Kansas City took it right down the field and scored. The Raiders uh, responded to the two best Raider drives by far of the game. And I have to ask Bill Musgrave if he scripts his second half uh, plays where on the opening call sheet to open the game and whatever adjustments they made in the second half, they went down and scored. And then I honestly think the, the missed extra point by Janikowski uh, just changed everything. I mean, that point was hanging over us, and uh, it just changed the momentum in the game. And then uh, and then the Derek Carr interceptions uh, started. I, we're going to have to look at it. I, I, I mean, this this may be, and it's not all on Derek. Michael Crabtree slipped on one. Uh, the last one was debatable whether Amari, was it going to be a tough catch over the middle? Uh, it, it may be one of the worst fourth quarters a quarterback's ever had. I mean, you went to the fourth quarter with a six-point lead. He throws three interceptions in the fourth quarter. One is taken back to your one. A second one is taken back to your 13. The third one's taken to the house. I mean, I, that's about as bad as I can ever remember. And we can go through and detail them. I mean, the first one was clearly Derek's fault. The second one, uh, and Coach Flores was critical of him because when on that deep over route, uh, Crabtree slipped. And it kind of happened at the same time. I watched it back closely this morning, frame by frame. There's a point where Derek could have pulled it down and not thrown it. Uh, Tom's point was he should have seen Crabtree slip and not thrown the ball. I think that's kind of hard. Uh, it's just, you know, a lot of players down there. And, and, uh, and that's why Marcus Peters has all these interceptions. He doesn't play a bump-and-run man. He plays off and clues you, and he came off of his guy, and, and picked the route because he was watching the quarterback. That's not even his guy. And the third one was, of all people, Tyvon Branch, who I love. But Tyvon's not a very good uh, safety and coverage. But he made a great interception and a really hard ricochet. Glanced off of Amari's fingertips, and he took it back to the house. Car going to throw for Amari off his fingertips and complete. The ball deflected and intercepted by Tyvon Branch. 20, 15, 10, 5. Tyvon Branch, touchdown! The former Raider takes it all the way back for a cheap touchdown. That's one of the worst fourth quarters uh, I can recall. And, you know, Charles Woodson said it's the worst, uh, one of the worst losses of his career. I remember a younger Charles 
in a game against the Chiefs when the Raiders were up a couple of touchdowns. He lost Tony Gonzalez on a double move, and it kind of started it, and the Raiders wound up losing that game. But uh, yesterday was a really bad stand at the end of the game. Papa, we talk about young Carr and his decision-making. At that time, you're up by six. You're driving. You're on the plus side of the field. What's kind of do you think he's trying to do too much? And defense was playing good enough, the field position. Were you kind of shocked that instead of throwing that, you know, that interception, just take the sack? Yeah, I was. But you, 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 you go back and look at it, Lowe. Uh, earlier in that series, he made a similar play where he was under siege, and he actually switched the ball to his left hand, and he shoveled it forward to Murray, and it wound up being a great play. So, you know, he, he, I mean, he's smiling over at the sideline. I got out of this play, and so it's in his thought process. There was a throw right before that throw, the first interception to Mauga. He misses Michael Crabtree on a crossing route. And watching it live, I gave him a lot of credit, or I, I didn't blame him for it is the way to phrase it, because D. Ford was coming around the edge and was going to blow him up. But watching it back, D. Ford kind of pulled up, and he still had enough time to fit that throw in, and he just he missed several throws yesterday that were high. He just missed them high. And had Crabtree, had he delivered the Crabtree crossing route, the play before the Mauga interception, I don't know if Crabtree scores or not, but Eric Berry's the only guy back to make one tackle, a one-on-one move, and it may be touchdown Raiders. And I think what he was thinking there, Lowe, you're up 20-14. to 14. He did not want to take the sack to get knocked out of field goal range. And, and Jack Del Rio, and it was a, it was a strange field yesterday, the, the uh, approach to the ball because of the, uh, the soggy conditions made it tough, but Jack has not shown a lot of faith in Janikowski to make long field goals. They won't even put him out there. Janikowski had uh, that Denver game. He missed a couple, and I, I think he's lost the confidence of the head coach. And he also had a bad game yesterday. Janikowski later missed a 49-yarder. But I think I think Derek was trying to avoid the sack to avoid being taken in a field goal range where a field goal there would have put you up two scores at 23-14. But it was a really bad call. Uh, the, the clock in his head has got to go off. He, he, was, he held the ball too long before he got hit by Tom Bali. And then Tomba hit him, and he's kind of wobbly. And then D. Ford is going to just uh, light him up. But he saw Seth Roberts coming back off the slant, and he thought he could get it there, but the ball just dribbled out of his hands. It was, it was a hideous mistake to make at that point of the game. The problem was we were in a, a possibility of scoring every time we had those turnovers. Our offense was moving down the field very well. The stats proved it. We all saw it. And in the fourth quarter, Derek Carr um, gave the game away. The Raiders are going to have a one-word offseason, and it's going to be the word finish. That's it, because that's not what they're doing this year. We've seen five games this season that they could have won, five games that are the difference between a losing record right now and a place in the playoffs. At Chicago versus Denver, at Pittsburgh, at Detroit, yesterday against Kansas City. All five of those games could have been won. All five of those games, the Raiders were outscored in the fourth quarter. Aggregate combined, 59-20. to They were outscored by an average of eight points per game in those five during the fourth quarter. They're just not good enough late in games. Here's the biggest issue. Those are five games in the fourth quarter. That's five total quarters. The Raiders have committed nine turnovers in those five quarters, as opposed to two that they forced. All right? They're not closing the show well. And it's apparent in Derek Carr's numbers when you go through his splits this season. On the year, 
in the fourth quarter, that is where he's at his absolute worst. Quarterback rating of 60.5. None of the other three quarters come close. 58% completion percentage, lowest of the four quarters. And then there's this, nine total INTs on the year, seven of them Derek Carr has thrown in the fourth quarter. That mm. doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Sure. It doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback. He didn't go through any of these experiences last season. The Raiders got railroaded. What What are you going to do down 50 at St. Louis? What are you going to do there? <laughs> You're not going to learn anything. You're no. just trying to get the hell on the plane and come home. This year, all these close games, great learning experiences. Cam Newton and the Panthers had to go through the same thing like four years ago. Lost a lot of close games late. You learn to win them, and then you find a way to improve upon them. Last year, they got blown out. This year, they're competitive. Next year, they win in the fourth and take that next step. And listen... I'm not saying he's not the guy. I'm saying that he's a young guy and we have to work with him and he's getting better, but he can't do that in a game. He can't push that hard, especially when we have plenty of time to win the game. Let's keep control of that football. And he's lost it too many times for me this season. There are others that have lost football. You know, Murray's definitely a candidate. There's a couple other guys that have dropped balls here, uh, but I think our quarterback, our young quarterback, really needs to look at this season. Look at this game in particular. Look at this game, the timing, where we were in the field, what the time was on the field, and the possession. There was no reason for those passes. Those are desperate passes, and what can I say? I think our team played as good as it could. Uh, They did fight hard to the very end. Uh, Those turnovers would just kill you every time. Charles Woodson said it. It was the sickest loss he can remember. And that's pretty dramatic coming from Charles, 17 years in the, in the league. Uh, this was a heartbreak for the Raider Nation. I don't need to really go over a whole lot of anything else. Uh, you guys saw it as well as I did. This is our chance to get to the playoffs. We're not there, though. And let me just go on a uh, tirade here. Not really. The Raiders have done epically good. Way better than most of us, especially me, thought after that first game of the season we have a a brand new coaching staff a new playbook we have new players and we did better than i expected this year with all those things going on so the season's not lost this season is a season of of progress and i'll take that any day of the freaking week over the last decade of flops where we're hot and cold and we really don't see you know, the possibilities. Unlike this season, we can see the possibilities. They're there. We have the players. We have most of the coaches. I believe some tweaking, some adds, some tracks, some subtractions. And I think the Raiders really have an opportunity to make some noise this season. It was refreshing to see them in news broadcasts. It was refreshing to see them on ESPN and NFL.com because they made a mark. They've made a change. They're showing others, not that I care, but it's important that we all see it and everybody else does as well. Happy for the Raiders. A bummer of a loss, a terrible loss, uh, but one that we'll recover from because we're just starting out, folks. We got a long time of beating people's ass ahead of us. You can bet on it as things get better for the Raiders. This was a terrible loss. However, I'll take it. It's okay. We got some games left to play, and we'll see who wants to stay and who wants to go. That's basically it. 
And that is all I have to say about that. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. Let me ride that donkey, donkey. Yes, I hate the freaking Broncos more than any other team. Well, the Patriots right there next to them. But the Raiders travel to mile. I got to get high to watch a football game there. Stadium. And so, here we go. An age-old rivalry gets down in Mile High Town. There's one thing I can tell you for sure. The Raider Nation will show up with every free ticket that's available on the net. (laughs) The Raiders show up big in Denver because they can. That's why. And that's a good thing. The Raiders will be traveling to Denver. It should be a snowy, wintry game on Sunday. The weather's supposed to be cold and rainy and snowy, I'm sure. So we have to look forward to that. You know, the thing I think is best about this contest is that the Raiders have nothing to lose. There's no stressful playoff implications. We've played them before. We held them to zero touchdowns. They got three field goals, zero touchdowns. Our defense was great. Our offense was lacking. And our special teams was bad in that game. And so I can tell you that Brock Osweiler... Oh, Brock, what a name, what a guy. He looks like he's about 15, looked like Derek Carr did his rookie year. The kid's playing pretty good, though. They play well enough to beat the the Cheatriots, which is amazing, in the last seconds of the game, a great drive down the field. So, you know, they have enough to beat us, but that doesn't say that they will. Former Raider great. Former Washington Husky with the Pac-12 Network and, of course, the Raiders Radio Network. It's Lincoln Kennedy. Hey, Link, good morning. Great to have you on the show. Uh, we don't know what the forecast is supposed to be in Denver this weekend, but we want to make sure you're, you get your eyes open for any snowballs that might be coming your way, my man. Well, of course, you know, with me and my history, if there are any snowballs flying, then there will be some fisticuffs flying. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you know I don't play when it comes to that, so that, that goes without saying. And what are your thoughts on this uh, matchup? Because you've been a part of this rivalry, Broncos and Raiders. And, yeah. you know, Papa said uh, uh, last week, he told us that, you know, it used to be the Chiefs, but right now, of course, the Broncos and Ra- Raiders, you know, the two teams really don't like each other. But this is a, a series where traditionally the underdog has done well going on the road and producing some upsets. Uh, could the Raiders be in a position to have some success here? Well, I mean, I think the Raiders let the first one slip away. The team is a different the – Ra- the, the Broncos are a different team now with Osweiler quarterback. And, and he might just well be the future of this team and this organization with Kubiak as, at the helm. So it's anyone's guess which Raider team is going to show up. It, it leaves a, a lot to be desired. The Raiders have, have to realize by now that they can't afford – if they want any postseason hopes, they can't afford to drop any more games. And that starts with the Broncos this weekend. Now, Link, you've talked about, you know, in the past how Manning was hurting the Broncos' offense. Now it's Brock Osweiler. Small sample size. But what are your thoughts on what you've seen out of Brock so far? 
Well, I mean, I think he's managing the game really well. He's not one that's going to light up the scoreboard like a Tom Brady or, or like an old Peyton Manning. But the thing is, is that the Broncos have to take solace, and they've got a very stingy defense. And their defense plays good enough to keep them in positions and keep them in ball games. And I think that's what they're taking in. Now, as long as Brock doesn't go out there and turn the ball over or cause a bunch of miscues short in the field, I think the Broncos will be okay. So the Raiders really got their hands full this weekend. Link, against Denver, against Kansas City, Raiders are winning both those games in the young car. Both those timely interceptions against both these teams. How does he move forward? And where does Carr get his levity from or some of that leadership from? What guy's in his ear to say, look, we trust you. You're our guy. Who's that guy there for him? Well, well here's the thing. After the, the Kansas City game, I went up to Derek, and I, I, I grabbed him in the back of the head like, a, like an older veteran sure. would do. And I said, look here, bud. I said, I love you. And he looked at me and I said, well, thanks, man. I love you, too. I said, but you can't do it all. You have to remember you have to trust your teammates. And you can't take the pressure that you have to make every play every time the ball's in your hands. Sometimes taking a sack, sometimes throwing the ball away, sometimes just living to play another play is a good thing. Don't take risks. Don't throw blindly in the corners where you think receivers should be if you don't see them. Um, don't try to make a play when somebody is around your arms, around your legs, because bad things happen. More importantly, don't try to make that almost impossible throw just to prove to yourself that you can do it. So he can't do it all. That's going to take in time. What people have to realize is the maturation, the natural maturation of a quarterback comes with wins and losses. Losses will get your confidence down. Winning will increase your confidence. Coming off of a win in Tennessee, he had the highest confidence because he was the reason they were able to come back from behind and win the football game. Now, going into, the, you know, going into Kansas City, he was trying to take a lot of it on his shoulders again. There's times where he has to remember, it's not always up to me to make the ultimate play. Sometimes i got to trust my teammates. That's only going to come in time. Former Raider great Lincoln Kennedy joins mornings with Chad, Joe, and Lowe here on 95.7 The Game. Last year, this offense, in terms of scoring, in terms of total yardage, ranked 31st and 32nd in the NFL. This year in those two categories, they're right around the 12th and 13th marks. Huge jump forward in year two for Derek Carr. But some of the fans, and we wanted to get your thought on this, didn't like the play calling on behalf of Bill Musgrave, especially late in the game. They went about six passes in a row on one series before Seabass missed the field goal, and then they came back out on the next series needing to get down the field, and they're running the ball, and then they're dinking and dunking. Do you think Musgrave's play calling has been where it needs to be, or could there be some improvements there? Oh, there's got to be a lot of improvement. But you also got to remember this is the first year of Musgrave calling plays with this offensive personnel. The fact of the matter is, is that a lot of the fans take for granted that this team is better offensively than they really are. It's not the case. Derek Carr is growing. You don't have a consistent running game in the state of Murray. You're very predictable when it comes to running passes. That's why you, it's hard for you to protect the lead when you get it out there. So there's still a lot of learning pains or growing pains, if you will, with one another. Musgrave's getting better every game. Derek Carr is getting better every game. This offense is getting better every game. But it's still extremely limited. Add to that the fact that two of your star receivers have had a number of notable drops in the football game, then there lacks a, a, a rhythm there, and it's hard to get started. So there are a ton of intangibles other than the play calling that I can put my finger on that are problems with this team. It's a growing pain. But we've got to remain, remain diligent to what we said, what I said at least, the beginning of the season. I still believe this is an average team. And if you take that for what it's worth, what does an average team give you? Eight and eight, seven and nine record. They're still on pace for that. Very well said. Lincoln Kennedy, former Raider great, joins mornings with Chad, Joe, and Lowe here on 95.7 The Game. Based on what we've seen from Sebastian Janikowski in recent weeks, 
Is this just a blip on the radar, or is it possible that a great career is coming towards its end? You know what? I, I would want to think for the better part, because I know Steve Bass said it was a blip, but it's a blip that you can ill afford to have when you're a struggling team. And there are times where you have to make those hardcore decisions where you have to move on and you have to seriously consider. The problem is, is that you've invested so much money into his foot and to his leg and his time that are you really want to pull and you've got so many other holes that you need to fill, are you really going to fill a, 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 have a sense of urgency that you have to have a kicker right now when you have not a bad one, not a ter- terribly good one when he misses kicks. He's good at times, but he's not a bad kicker. Those are things that you have to realize, but those are also the hard decisions that general managers have to have. Like. Link, you know this better than anyone else. The men in the trenches rarely get the respect they deserve. I want to ask you about Dan Williams, the defensive tackle that was brought over from Arizona in free agency. He's having a hell of a year. Do you think he comes as one of the best value signings in free agency this past season? Without a doubt. Because him and the combination of Jelly Ellis and those guys on the interior line have really helped the Raiders at times sort of negate a lot of the run game. You talk about our linebacking core. They're not big. They're not brawny type of guys with Smith and Lofton and those guys. So they really need people to keep those guards and those tackles off of them. When they're at their best, the Raiders at their best, their defensive line is uh, is getting in the way of people, then you end up having those linebackers free to make plays. And you've seen a lot of signs of that this year. I believe the Raiders can go to Denver and beat them handily. I hope they do. This is a spoiler game. I love it. The Chiefs beat them at home as well. It would be beautiful to see the Raiders go in there and hand it to the Bronco Hoes. It's funny, there's some things that, you know, when they, they go over it in the beginning of a lot of the news conferences, the the relationships between the Raiders and, and the Broncos, the coaching staffs, and different pieces that used to be here and there. Well, you know Del Rio used to be there. It's funny, their running back, C.J. Anderson's mom and entire family are Raider fans, and he, he did a presser with the Broncos, and he was saying that even when he played here in Oakland for the Broncos, Her own son, she wore the silver and black. (laughs) The only time they cheer for us is when we're on offense. Other than that, they're Raider fans all the way. (laughs) (laughs) My mom said she kind of flipped. She flipped on us when we went down there earlier in the season. The game was close. She flipped on us. What? Yeah, man, she went with the Raiders the whole game. This is this is the mom who calls you all the time. Mm -hmm. Same mother. Same mother. What was your reaction? She's a Raider fan. I mean, you know, they, they're loyal. I do. <laughs> I do. Now, it's just good to see them doing well, you know, for a decade. I mean, me growing up, seeing them. I think the last playoff game I've been to was the time they went to the Super Bowl. I was 10, 11 years old. So, how do you think she feels? So, <laughs> you know, when she got a chance to see them, you know, they're doing successful and they're doing well. They're doing good things over there. So, of course, she's going to cheer for them. It's funny because the way he says it, he says, wait, they're like, really? Your own mom? He goes, hey, man. Those Raider fans, they're crazy, and my mom is one of them, and uh, they don't turn nowhere, but they stay silver and black. It was great hearing that conversation with him um, because he knew his whole family (laughs) was sporting the silver and black. Now listen, the Broncos didn't do anything to us last game. They didn't score one freaking touchdown. You know, that was an insane rivalry. And let me just say this. I'm going to go off right now because during the Chiefs game, I have never, ever heard the Raider Nation so loud. The fan base, I got to say this right now, the fans at the stadium, at the games for the Chiefs, 
was the most insanely loud I, I have heard since the playoffs. It was an honor to be the 12th man there in Oakland. Let me just say that right now because I was really proud of our fans uh, that day because it was amazing. So moving on to Denver, there will be Raider fans in Denver. They, they're nasty fans up there. So if you've been, you know. If you haven't, expect it. Uh, they hate us with a passion, and I love it. Uh, the Denver Broncos are feeling kind of confident. However, their injury list is long and noble. You know, a Peyton Manning's threw the ball a little bit uh, this week. I don't expect him to play, but if Osweiler gets his bell rung a few times, uh, Peyton could come back in the game. I do not want to be beat by Brock. <laughs> Forget that. I'm telling you right now, if we could do anything, we got to get Brock on the ground and get him down many times. If he's going to be taken over for Peyton Manning, I want to say welcome to the NFL, Brock. Welcome to the AFC West, Brock. And uh, welcome to the dirt in your home field, Brock. Because I want Brock Osweiler never to forget when he plays the Oakland Raiders. I want him to fear it. And we need to get that fear in this kid this Sunday. So I expect everything to to be status quo. But I, one thing I, I do expect is the Raiders to play for 60 minutes. I expect them to give it their all. And I expect them to have a good game against the Broncos like they did last time. I want Derek Carr to cool his jets in pressure situations. I want him to hold the ball and take the, the sack or throw it out of bounds. Either way, the turnovers must stop in this game. We must win the turnover battle. Time of possession like we did against the Chiefs. If we play like we could play, certainly, no doubt, the Raiders could beat the Broncos in their own house like we've done before. And let me tell you, that score of 54, uh, I think it's 54-16 maybe. I don't know. But I know this. We kicked their ass at home. Uh, totally unexpected. And I expect us to do it again. And I think this Sunday would be a great time. There's no pressure, nothing to play for except for pride. These are the best games. This division rivalry is fun. It should be a great contest. I just want the Raiders to give it their R, man. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, Raider Nation, it's time for the Bone Line, 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. You know it. You got to call it. Don't be afraid. Let your bones roll here, folks, because uh, we all love to hear it. Check out RaiderNationPodcast.com, as you should, for all the Raider news in the world. <laughs> uh, Randy kicks ass on that site. So who is the first caller of the show? From Pomona, California, we got Silver Bones up in the house. What is up, my brother? What up, Raider Greg? What up, Raider Randy? This is Silver Bones coming out of Pomona, California. Man, this fucking sucks. Three minutes and 14 seconds left. Just watch Dex Raider, which I said less if he left. 
Tom Von Bench, Branch returned a fucking interception for a touchdown. Crushing my fucking heart. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you right now. Seabass, all the time leaving, you know, Raiders score as a, as a fucking field goal kicker. That's all fine and dandy. But it's fucking time to let him go, man. It's time to fucking cut his $4 million a year salary. Get the fuck, get rid of him and let's get somebody else in some new blood. I mean, I don't know how many times the last three to four years this guy's cost us the game. And I know on our, your last podcast, I've heard our, our fellow Raider Nation, and I was with them when they said, you know, hey, he's up on the whining and griping and shit. I'm, I'm all for that. I understand, you know, we're winning more games than we should, or at least we're in competitive, and that's what I wanted to see. But the boneheadedness, fucking play calling, I mean, we need to go down the field and we need to win by six, right? We go with the fucking run up the gut for no yards. Then we go with the fucking a quick pass with five receivers. We go with the one-second pass for no gain. And then Carr pushes the field for 15 yards and throws an interception. What the fuck? We have over almost four minutes to fucking work with. Four to five yards of play would work just fucking fine. Man, this shit pisses me off. And then, you know, Pooh Cooper, man, he drops a lot of balls. But what I see relevant is if he drops a ball, feed him the fucking ball again. And then feed him the ball again. Because when he gets the ball six or seven times and gets over 100 fucking yards, we win. I don't know, man. I think they took too long to get him involved. But this game was in our grasp and we let it go. One more thing. The fact of the matter is, three interceptions. One of them is almost tipped. He should have took the sack, but he's almost tipped. Freakish fucking interception. The other one, he fucking threw the ball, hit Cooper in the hands, tipped up. Guy got the interception. The third one, he was throwing on the, already throwing the ball, getting ready to throw the ball, and fucking Crabtree fell down, fell into Marcus Peters' lap. So don't say those are bad throws. Uh, you know who I'm talking to. Don't say they're bad throws. Look at Carr. He's like shit. Uh, the fact of the matter is, some badass luck. I still blame play calling on the whole third quarter and shit. All right? All right, Raider Greg. Well, until next time, guys, keep your heads up. Because we can still fucking, we might not make the playoffs, but we got to fucking play hard. All right? So, you know, I don't know, man. Ah, fucking little bummed out. All right, man. Later. That was a good call, brother. Good call altogether. Yeah, Janokowski, uh, he's shaking a lot of balls here lately. I don't know. Maybe it is time. I don't know. It took a long time for us to find a great kicker. He's been great for a long time, and they usually go for a long time. So I don't know. We'll see how he does the rest of the season. Uh, for me, the jury's out on Jano, even though he has shanked a few. Uh, Carr? Hey, man, I understand he's trying to win the game. I do know that he takes chances, which is good, too. Uh, but I just think that at, at times where we're not rushed for time, like we had plenty of time, and it seems like he forces the ball, and that's just never good. And, yeah, Crabtree uh, fell down, but there were three defenders there. Not one, three. You can't throw that ball, even if Crabtree is running through them. Uh, you got to find someone else to get the ball to. Uh, the one that was tipped by Cooper, definitely not his fault, but you got to take the sack, man. You got to take the sack. Uh, you got to know that you have four seconds, two seconds to go, and it's four seconds. You got to fall down. Uh, he's made a lot of turnovers this season. He learns how, he needs to learn how to stop doing that. And no, I'm not going to give him a pass. Uh, this is on him. And that's how I think, bro. Doesn't make him less than a quarterback. It just means he has a lot more work to do, and we'll just keep an eye on it. That's what I think. 
We could have won this game, man, if it wasn't for the turnovers. Uh, thank you for the call, man. And our next caller is Kansas Raider. <laughs> I know you're bummed. What's up, bro? Hey, Raider Nation. This is, again, Kansas Raider. What the fuck did I just watch? We had this game. We had it. We had them. Fucking lost to the Kansas City fucking Chiefs. This is fucking bullshit. How the fuck do you lose to them bitches? Man, I'm just pissed off right now. Well, playoffs is out the question. The little glimpse that I did have is done. It's gone. The fucking Chiefs ruined my playoff chance. This is fucking bullshit. This is not a rebuilding year, but it's just a learning year. The Raiders will be legit great next year. Yeah, I'm looking already next year. I know everybody's like, we still got some more years, some games left. I'm moving on. My best we can do is nine and seven. That is a legit thing we can hit this year is nine and seven. But playoffs, I'm, I'm fuck football. I'm only, I'm not even gonna watch football. I'm serious. The Raiders is my squad. I don't watch anybody else. But it's a rebuilding year. We'll figure out what we need to get done to make the legit team. We are a legit team. We have some injured kid guys out, so you know. Chiefs, man, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just fucking pissed right now. I'm trying. I'm trying to to, you know, be that positive thinking. But I fucking can't do it, man. We fucking lost to the Kansas City fucking Chiefs. Fuck Kansas City fucking Chiefs. I hate that team. I hate that team more than anybody. The rivalry is dying, but it, it still lives on in me. I'm serious. Even from the 70s, watching the 70s freaking football games, that freaking rivalry is it. And we let them bitches win. We could have won that fucking game. Well, I I take it you called just after the game. Yeah, you were you were right after the game, and yeah, we were all pissed. There was a lot of emotion after that game because it meant a lot, it meant a lot to us, and uh, we let it go. Uh, they didn't take it from us; we let them have it, which is worse. But um, uh, no need to get all upset. We got improvement to make. We made a lot of improvement already. We have a lot of games left, and now we don't have to stress about the playoffs. We can just watch them play and see who wants to stay and who wants to go. And next, from the IE, the Inland Empire, that is, my good brother, Raider Vince. He was at the game. Hell of a party, bro. What's up? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, what's up, man? This is Raider Vince. Raider Vince from the IE, man. One hell of a game yesterday. We lost it, but... It was good, man. First half was good. Defense was swarming. Janikowski, man, with those two field goals. Man, that he missed. Man, game changers. Crabtree, man. Should have caught them balls, man. One one was, if he would have caught it, he was to the end zone, man. But, you know, it is what it is, man. Anyways, man, it was great seeing you yesterday. Violator, uh, Raider Jerry, Kingsford Kirk, man. Barbecue was off the chain. Man, them ribs were explosive, man. 
my lady kept saying, man, I should have got more and more. <laughs> but, uh, you know, go Raiders, baby. Raider Nation, I'm out. We'll see Raider Vince and his, his woman. They had a good time there. I know. I tell you that about the tailgate, but he is a witness to the greatness. <laughs> it is a great time with great food. And, man, the Raider Nation showed up, man. Not only did they show up at the tailgate, they were rocking the freaking house. Trust me. Thanks for the call. It's great to see you, bro. And our next caller is Matty Raider. You know him from Albany, New York. I do, anyway. What's up, brother? Man. Shit. Oh, hey, what's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy? It's uh, Matty Raider, Albany, New York. Hey, man, you know what? I called in last week, man, trying to stay positive, and these guys laid a fucking turd in this game yesterday, man. Oh! This is, to me, this is the worst loss of the season, man. This was the game. At home, KC, number six seed, let's do it. I love the way they came out, man. Three fucking quarters they played great, man, and lost the one that mattered the most. Ah, oh, this one stings, man. Oh! They, ah, man, I'm trying to remain positive, man. I'm trying to stay positive. But you know what? I'm thinking about it. I'm calming down today, right? I'd rather have Derek Carr, man. I I love this kid, man. I'd rather him. You know what? Fine. He's got the picks or whatever. He's Hey, he's going to get those. But you know what? He's got balls big as church bells, dude. Slinging it downfield. Guess what, Kansas City? Good luck with that conservative turd, Alex Smith. You'll never win anything. Put your money down in Vegas, boys. First round by if they make it. Or first round exit. I'm sorry. Shit. Man, fuck, man. I really wanted to win this game, dude. I really wanted to win this game. Oh, well. On to the next one, man. Denver it is. The fucking donkeys. Here we go. All right. Save some room for some other callers, man. Oh, man, I wanted to win. Yeah, it was a hard loss, man. It was a real hard loss, especially because we lost it all in the fourth quarter. I mean, we played good football, decent football, uh, winnable football. We had the ball more time. We had more first downs by a lot. There's no reason the Chiefs should have won. The only reason they won? Turnovers. And I'll leave it at that. And they're not Apple turnovers either, bro. And next from Canton, that's right, Canton, Ohio, the Canton Raider right down the street from the Hall of Fame. What's up, brother? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Canton Raider calling from Canton, Ohio, 10-minute drive from the Hall of Fame. Just got done watching that fourth-quarter debacle against the Chiefs. This team was, they're not playoff ready anyways. Had they won, had they had a run down the stretch, they more than likely would have got bumped out in the first round. This team's building for the future. Next year, I look for big things. But the main reason I'm calling is Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson is a no doubt about it first round Hall of Famer. He will go in as a Raider. I don't care what the Chiefs had to say. And I'm half tempted to take that 10 minute drive down 77 North walk through the front doors of that Hall of Fame and tell him to skip the five-year holding process and just give him the gold jacket the second he announces his retirement. 
But this this one hurt, and the fact that it's Tavon Branch that ended the game hurts even more. Oh well, on to Denver. Can't wait for next season. Next season, I look for 11 to 12 wins, and that's no joke. Need to work on the secondary. Canton Raider, I'm out. Could not agree more on Charles Woodson. He deserves to walk right into the Hall of Fame, no doubt. This is a young team. Uh, we, we had aspirations. You're right. You know, we we're trying to go as far as we could, and here we are. But the improvement is vast. The possibilities are great. I'll take this any day of the week over the last decade, bro. Nice wisdom. Uh, you know, you're going to be there, Canton. I'll be there when Woodson goes in. You can bet on it. And our next caller is Raider Pete. He's up in the house, man. What's going on, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Pete. Man, I'm sick to my stomach what I seen yesterday, man. The team comes out firing, and then like soda, we go flat. I'm sick and tired of must crap and this crappy offensive calls. When is Del Rio going to step in there and do something? Man, I'll tell you what. Amari Cooper, again, fucking up. Excuse my language, Raider Randy, but I'm pissed. What else? Seth Roberts, minimal game, nothing to note. Crabtree, like usual, with them hands. The rest of the team just didn't step up. And Carr, come on, Carr. You're the face of our franchise, and look what you're doing. Turnover after turnover. You set them up with, what, 14 points? Overall, I'm not happy with the performance. We should have beat the fucking Chiefs. Well, on to next week. Well, the, the team played pretty good in three quarters. I mean, you know, they were playing crappy too, so we were playing better. We had all the stats, bro, until the fourth quarter. You cannot turn the ball over three times. Uh, I think two of them ended up within, you know, in the te- less than the 10-yard line, within the 10-yard anyways. So, you know, you can't expect your defense to hold that. It's the way it goes. Turnovers will kill you. Our young quarterback needs to chill and must cr- must crap. I love it. I'm going to use that, bro. Must crap is perfect for offensive coordinator. I love it. And I knew he was going to call, and you should have too. You know, you got to hear from Raider Dan from KC. I love this guy. I feel bad that we lost to the Chiefs just for him, for sure. What's up, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Ren is the Raider Dance in KC. I'm going to talk about the good first. I'm not going to beat up on the coaches. Yeah, Musgrave called some dumbass back-to-back-to-back-to-back running plays. Uh, I don't believe in Latavius Murray. The Chiefs are fucking stupid, so they fell for the gun run. Let's talk about the bad. I brag about them every week. And it's 300 yards and three touchdowns. I don't know. How about three fucking interceptions? What the fuck are you thinking about? I mean, you're holding the ball, you're holding the ball, you're holding the ball. Fucking take the sack. Just take the sack. 
Don't throw a fucking interception. I, I could go with the second one. You know, the fucking receiver fell down. I can't deal with the third one. They ain't going to throw it to Taiwan Brands. Man, he didn't do shit for us. I mean, he was good around the line of scrimmage and tackling, but he couldn't fucking cover his asshole from a rapist. But what pisses me off the most, I got to go to work. They have all these fucking chiefs saying, talk shit to me. I told them 34-20. I said, we're going to kick your fucking ass. We lost 34-20, to 20, but Derek Carr fucked up. He fucked the whole momentum when he threw the fucking interception to the middle linebacker, and he runs the ball down there. I'll say one more good thing. Like I said, I'm not going to beat up the coaches, but I'll say credit to some coaches because they mentioned this on television. Andre Holmes ran him down. Teaching these young men heart, but they all fucked up. Janikowski, I like the dude. He's a Raider for life, but we need to look for a kicker next year because uh, you can't go out there and fucking mix extra points. Hell, if Carr even took the sack, you probably would fucking miss the field goal anyway. And then expectation. Man, Cooper dropping balls, Crabtree dropping balls, Derek Carr overthrow, fucking Crabtree. Right before he threw the interception, dude, it's a fucking walking touchdown. He all hyped up. Yeah, you got away with the shuttle pass, Latavius Murray. It was a dumbass play that got positive. You start feeling yourself. I hope a game like this puts your ass in perspective. Manage the game. Play the game. Don't get all hyped up. I hated that they had Gray Gumble. You know, we, we usually get shitty-ass people doing our games. And once again... Once we get on national TV, we take a collective shit. I don't like that. But earlier I said 6 and 10, 7 and 9. Just keep playing. I'm going to the Kansas City game in Kansas City. Do not fuck it up for me. We play good on the road. Play good on the road. I will be there January 3rd. But within saying all that, if Money Man calls and beat him up, other than benching card, I agree with everything he'll fucking say this time. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Dan. I'm out. Well, that's exactly what I think. I mean, exactly. We need a running back. We need a card to. I want him to watch this tape about 5,000 times. I want him to watch this tape at least once a week before he plays so he knows let's protect the football. I'm all for going for it. I love his gutsy play, but um, it's going to kill us if he starts throwing these turnovers because we won't be consistent, and we need some consistency. And that's all I got to say about that from him. Great call, brother. Thank you. And our next caller from the Central Valley, Raider, bail me out. <laughs> I love it. What's up, brother? Hey, Raider Nation, Raider Randy, Raider Greg. This is uh, Raider Bail Me Out out of Central Valley, California. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, first and foremost, want to thank you guys for your awesome show and your podcast. It takes a lot of time, a lot of dedication, a lot of effort. We really, really, really appreciate it, and it helps us get through the hard times, and it helps us appreciate the good. Man, what the fuck? 
just happened yesterday. How the hell are you going to dominate three-quarters of a football game and then just choke in the fourth quarter? Ugh, I don't even know where to get started. How can you have so many positive plays and end up just choking a game out like that? It's like a freaking episode of the Twilight Zone. Just negative play after negative play after negative play. Don't know what the hell happened. What I do know is that some of us are being a little bit too critical of our quarterback, Derek Carr. He's not the only one that lost this game. Yes, he had some faults. Yes, he threw three interceptions. But let's not forget how they happened. You know, one of them bounced off of Cooper's hands into a DB's hands, which is unacceptable. Another one, he got hit, the ball came out, and it was a pick by one of the linebackers. Why did he get hit? Because he held on to the ball too long, because he was trying to make a play. And last but not least, some kind of miscommunication between him and Michael Crabtree falling. Well, I'm not even sure if it was intended for Seth Roberts. Like I said, I'm not putting up excuses for the guy, but come on. This is the best thing we've had since Rich Gannon. Come on, Rich Gannon. So instead of us going against the guy, how about we support him through thick and thin and get behind him? And one more thing. Uh, Richard, a.k.a. Money Man Has Spoken Raider, man, I love your takes, brother. I love your opinions, but you need to let go of that Derek Carr haterism, man. It's bad to the point where not even the guys on the morning show at 95.7 The Game wanted to hear your negativity this morning because you're starting to talk nonsense. 888 Bill Musgrave, a popular guy this morning. 921, Chad Jolo, 95.7 The Game. We just heard from Greg Papa. We've been reaching out to you Raider fans. What was the biggest issue you saw, biggest concern with the Raiders in the loss yesterday to the Chiefs, 34-20 to in the final. Let's go out to uh, Arkansas. Raider fan in Arkansas. The state? I think so. Ricky, what, are you, what was your take? What was your biggest issue with the Raiders yesterday? My biggest issue with the Raiders yesterday was the fraud, the lemon, the fraud, Derek Carr. Derek Carr's yeah. a fraud? Get the hell out of here. He's not a fraud. Hang up. Hang up. No, 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 no. No. It's a bad game. He hasn't even played two full seasons. His numbers are great. It's a rough fourth quarter. What are you talking about, man? Especially when you start talking about bringing Terrell Pryor back. If anyone wanted Terrell Pryor to work, is myself. But unfortunately, that ship has sailed. Well, I could sit here and bitch forever. I could sit here and moan and groan forever, but I'm not. You know, yes, the team is improving, but... I'm not one of those fans that's going to be satisfied with that. To me, improvement is the playoffs. Once we make it in the playoffs, hey, who knows where it can go from there. What's improvement after the playoffs? A championship. And what's improvement after the championship? Multiple championships. I'm not going to have that freaking loser mentality and be satisfied for improvement. And I don't think Raider Nation should settle and do the same. Come out. That is a great call, bro. Great first-time call. First of all, the fact that Money Man has spoken, made it a 95-7 the game, and he had the huevos to throw out the prior name. I don't even believe that, man. That ship 
sailed, sunk, and was uh, were put in a museum already. <laughs> I'm telling you, that blows my mind. Now, I love the teams improving. I'm with you. We have to continue to win. I want to win the rest of the games this season. Whether we, we go to the playoffs or not, we need to see improvement. These guys have to play better. The coaches have to coach better. And that is to keep improving, man, until we do get to the playoffs. Derek Carr. He's our quarterback, bro. Nobody hates him. We hate the turnovers. We hate the drop balls. We certainly hate the interceptions. We love his gutsy play. But, bro, trying to make a play, that was way too long. He got to drop down and take the sack, man. We were right there in field goal range. You cannot turn the ball over because you're trying to make something happen that wasn't going to happen. He needed to take the sack. Where Crabtree fell down, I've watched it 10 times. There's three defenders. There's no way he should have thrown the ball unless Crabtree was 10 yards in front of everybody. That was also a bad decision. I love Carr. I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying he needs to get, get that ball out, and he needs to make some better decisions and choices. And he will because he's going to grow with the rest of the team. But, hey, man, if you praise him for all the wins, you got to get in his ass for those turnovers. Uh, that's the way my ball rolls. I don't give anybody a pass. You guys know it. Thanks for the call, brother. Our next caller from Scranton, PA. You got to love this guy, my good brother, Raider Chris. He is a diehard Raider fan stuck in enemy territory. <laughs> and it's brutal. What's up, bro? Yo, Raider Nation, Raider Randy, Raider Greg. Uh, but, you know, now there's going to be quite a few F-bombs on this call. Um, just letting you know now, be warned. Uh, I'm about to go off. Um, and I'm sure I'm not the only one because I've been trying to call for like 10 minutes and it was it was busy, which is pretty funny. But uh, let's get this call started. Where to begin? How about playing four quarters of fucking football and not three? How about showing up for the fourth quarter? This this I don't know what I don't know what the fuck happened to this team today. I really don't. And and it was the majority of things that killed us. A lot of things killed us today with with penalties and of course drop passes. And and taking sacks and the O line not protecting Carr and Carr just making bonehead play after bonehead play in the fourth quarter. I I these turnovers were disgusting. They're about as ugly as these drops were today. And what put the icing on the cake outside of uh, Branch scoring that interception touchdown was putting in Rivera and him dropping another pass. Not saying it was his fault why we lost, but. This game, and, and it was not the day for field goal kickers, let me fucking tell you that. I don't know what the fuck kickers came into this game. I think they were rent kickers But it was god-awful. These kicks were ugly. Fucking ugly. You know, this is a must-win game. Our, our playoffs are done now. You can playoffs goodbye. And I know you're out there supposed to have fun, but let me tell you something. When I'm seeing Carr miss Crabtree, who's wide open, and laugh about it and joke about it and think it's some kind of fucking big joke, that pissed me off. And then what he does, what does he do on the next play? He takes a sack. He's trying to do more than what he should be doing. He's running around in circles like it's a fucking circus. 
and then he gets sacked. And then we get the ball again, and what does he do? He throws an interception. This thing, I understand he's only, he needs to go the fuck up, especially when the game's on the line like this. It's a big game. But I'm done ranting. See, I, this will probably be my last call this year. I probably won't watch him again this year. I'm just so fucking irate with this team. You know, and the the, the play calling by Musgrave, it's just... I hope Del Rio lays into their ass because it was fucking pathetic. We we killed them in total yardage in the game. We killed them in the first three quarters. We were looking really good. And then I think they did... I don't know. I'm getting off this line because it's just fucking irritating. Raider Nation, I love you guys. I love the Raiders. That's why I'm so fucking pissed. But this is ridiculous. I'm not like that fat girl in dodgeball. Bro, we're all taking it hard. It was ugly in the fourth quarter. That's an understatement. And, yeah, there were a lot of people dropping balls and not making assignments. You cannot turn the ball over three times. That is the icing on the cake or the nail in the coffin, whatever you want to say, uh, he's got to learn. So the rest of the season, you should watch games because we got to watch these guys improve and get better. And he's got to knock that shit off because there's a few games here that that's calmed down, and he has to clean that up before the end of this year. Uh, we better see that, or his name's going to be a little more on the hot seat, if you know what I mean. He needs to stop that shit. Thanks for the call, bro. Our next caller, the diehard, the one, the only, Autumn Wind Williams, a great fan. I know him. Gotta love him, bro. What's up? What up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, Autumn Wind Williams giving y'all a holler. Man, I am, I'm pissed about today. Uh, first of all, I just want to say on a positive note, Defense showed up. Defense did their fucking job. They did what we paid them for and and more. You know, uh, I see Seth Roberts still going out there doing his damn thing. Crabtree dropping fucking balls all of a sudden. Him and Mari Cooper, I I don't know what the hell is up with this. Seabaz looked like he squid 240 ounces before the game, missing field goals, even the kickoff. Even the kickoff, he, man, what kind of kickoff was that? After we got the touchdown. But um, Carr, I don't know what the hell is going on with him today. And I don't want to hear another it's all on me speech. Get your shit together, partner. You're supposed to be the franchise quarterback, the leader of the whole fucking team besides the coach. I like you and all, but I'm tired of motherfucking losing. I expected a winning season. I did not expect to have another losing fucking season. This is getting ridiculous and contagious. No matter how many people we bring on a team, whether we sign free agents or get a good draft, it's the same fucking results. We changed the coaching staff. Same fucking results. Get the shit right, man. Raider the fuck up. I'm out of here. Now, I didn't know you were going to go on a rant like that, but I'm kind of glad. I'm glad you're not cutting him any slack. I know that, uh, and I think one of the points you made was very clear. You know, watching Carr laugh after the he missed uh, Crabtree on that 
I would have been a touchdown. We all know that. Um, and then have him laugh. I, I looked at it and I thought, really? I go, I'd be pissed if I were him. I'd be like, okay, it's my fault. Let's go back to it. But the icing, I think, for me was the press conference where he says, it's on me. Okay, every loss we've had this season has been on him, really. But this loss is definitely on him. And I really didn't feel that he took responsibility, even though he said it. Um, I don't want him to be going through some tearful moment. But I think he should be a little more fucking serious about his job when it comes to turnovers. And, and that guarding the ball is a huge responsibility for the quarterback. And I love Carr. He's our man. But I'm a, like I've said a bunch of times, when he wins, he gets the praise. When he loses, and this is on him, man. Those three turnovers, we could have beat these guys for sure if not for those turnovers. Uh, that's a fact because we beat their ass all day long. So... However, it turns out, I still am happy about the direction and the positive nature of our team. We have growth. We, we can only go up from here. But uh, settling for a loss is, no, that's not how we're going to roll here. At least not on this show. That's for sure. And our next caller is Bluegrass Raider up in the house. What's happening, bro? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, Bluegrass Raider calling in. I hadn't called in a while basically because uh, I've been under the weather and family things and all that, but I'm back now. Uh, I'll just keep it straight to the point. Musgrave needs to go, in my opinion, and feel free to disagree with me. That's fine. I believe he is a coward. He plays too safe. We need to... We have receivers that can go for the ball and get the ball. We have a quarterback that can definitely throw the ball. But we're not playing completely to our strengths. And I'm talking beyond just passing more than running. Uh, I can understand not being one-dimensional. I can understand trying to catch teams off guard. But right now, we simply don't have it. We don't have the personnel to be able to do this back-and-forth type of stuff that we've been doing. This loss against the Chiefs, it was pretty evident. Um, you know, this little dink and dunk crap's just not gonna, just not gonna, you know, pull its weight. And so, uh, you know, I Musgrave, uh, he either needs to get his crap together, or he need, or we need to find somebody else. I believe in Del Rio, though, and I'll continue to believe in him. I believe he has a little fire in this team that has been long since passed, has been long since there for a long time. We've got five wins. I'd like to have six, but we've got five. We've done better than the last, what, three, four years combined? Well, not combined, but we've done better than the last three or four years. Right now, I want to take that as a positive. That's the only positive I can take right now. But, um, you know, it just, it's, it's, it's really just, it's heartbreaking for me right now, you know. Anyways, it pretty much knocked us out of playoff contention, which is fine because I don't believe, I honestly, God, don't believe we're ready for it. But uh, I'm trying to keep my head up, Raider Greg. Y'all keep doing what you're doing. I love you guys. Love the Raider Nation. I'm a Raider for life. Go Raiders. Well, you know, it's funny you should say that. I Musgrave is calling bad plays. But the team, I like the plays that we're calling. The bubble screen's a little too much. But I do like the routes. I like some of the 
schemes that we have. I like the offense. It seems like it's pretty fresh. I just don't like what he calls in the down and distance. It just doesn't make any sense to me. We don't have a running game. Good Lord, man. And why <laughs> bubble screen after bubble screen after bubble screen, that's also not going to happen. So, yeah, I don't know about shit canning him. Maybe we can keep his scheme and get someone a little better at putting the calls in or changing the down and distance calls. I don't know, but that's got to change next year because we've lost several games due to offensive play calling. That's for sure. That I agree on. All right, brother, thanks for the call, man. Hope you're feeling better. And next from Southern Illinois, my good brother, Rada Red, is in the house. Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nations. Thanks for all you do, Greg and Randy, for this podcast. If it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't hear shit about nothing. Try to dig for Raider news. Living in Southern Illinois, this is Raider Red. And, uh... Damn! I'm calling, man. Derek Carr. I still love you, brother. But uh, you, you made me cry yesterday. Well, not really, but uh, I did throw some fake snowballs at the TV. Man, I'm, I'm still with you, man. I'm still with you, buddy. But God bless America, land that I love. What the hell? What the hell? Five and seven. Oh, shit, man. God, I thought we were going to win that game. Jeez, man. How, how many games can we go back? Let's talk about Chicago. Let's talk about Pittsburgh. Let's talk about Detroit. Games that we've all lost by five or three points or two points. Damn. Damn. Uh, to Greg, uh, I, I don't even know what to say. Well, I do know what to say. Man, I guess it's growing pains, isn't it? It's flat out growing pains. And, you know, I just I remember that uh, last podcast here, Natty Raider Talk, and He's got a point, man. You know, it's 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 tough because we want to be playoffs. Cause we could be playoffs. Jesus, we are so like, yeah. Not saying we still can't. We got four more games. We we can win all four of them for sure. I ain't gonna get down too much on Derek Carr because I promise you, I promise you, that boy's done beat himself up one side and down the other. The way he threw that ball yesterday, that was rough. And I didn't know who that guy was throwing that ball, but it just it was, man, man, oh man. All right, Raider Nation, we're going into Denver. Now, <laughs> we win this game. We got we to gotta do it. We got no choice now. It's either it's got to be 4-0. We can't do it. But, you know, just like Natty Ray pointed out, who would imagine we'd be 5-6 and six right now? Well, I, I did, to be honest with you. But uh, I, I'm not shooting for 800 or 800. I'm, shooting for, I'm not shooting for 500. I'm not shooting for 8-8. Eight eight. I'm, 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 we're going to win the next 10 four games, okay? Everybody okay with that? How about nine and seven? Is that okay? Nine and seven is okay. Let's do that one. All right. Raider Nation, it's Raider Red, and I'm freaking out. First off, don't freak out, brother, because we're all we've all come to terms. Uh, we all know who we are. Uh, we know what the team is about. So now it's it's like you know we have to just watch each game. And Denver, hey man, we got no stress, bro. That's the best way to go into Denver. We just go in there to be the spoiler. <laughs> I love it. So let's go do that, shall we? Thanks for the call, man. Well, you might love him, and you might hate him. But, you know, you got to love him because he's Raider Nation to the bone. Everybody has a place here in Raider Nation. This is my good brother and yours. Money Man has spoken. Raider. 
a fraud. Hang up. Against the Chiefs, we have the lead despite all the drop passes. The defense, once again, was superb. The one thing we always complain about, it was awesome. Making plays left and right, see Wood playing the game of life because he knew this was a big game. He knew his life depended on it as far as football was concerned in making the playoffs because this is probably his last year and he wanted to at least go out giving the Raiders a playoff berth. And he brought it. But as we had the 20 to 14 lead, we knew it was just a matter of time before our so called Franchise quarterback folded up under pressure. And boy, did he ever. You saw it. I don't even have to go through it. Don't deny what your eyes witnessed. We were all a witness to a quarterback that is not the answer. He is not the future. I tried to tell you this. But I was bashed, labeled a hater, and everything else up under the sun. But now you know, Derek Carter is not our future. It's time to move on from him. The sooner we do, the less misery we'll have dealing with this guy with his fourth quarter implosions. That's what we're going to continue to see as long as he is under center. So, Let's relieve ourselves of that headache right now and move on from it. Hell, even Blaine Gablet is better than this guy. Yes, Blaine Gablet in San Francisco is a better quarterback than what we have here in Oakland. That is a fact. And we need to go try to find us a quarterback. I'm not going to go about who I want here, but we might as well just ride with the red rifle and Matt McGloin and see what he can do. And in the offseason, try to bring us a quarterback in here that is the answer that can lead this team because Derek Carr has held this team back from numerous victories. 
know where we supposed to be five seven Raider Nation? No. We should either be a wild card representative ahead of Kansas City right now if he hadn't blown so many damn games. Let's go ahead. We're going to ride this season out. I'm quite sure they're going to be stubborn enough to go ahead and keep caught up on the center. And we might win one game in San Diego. That's the only one I see us winning. And that, that's a possibility at that. And, yes, I am very pissed off, very disappointed in our quarterback. He was supposed to be the guy. I never believed it, but I was hoping. And now we know the truth. Let's go ahead and make that move. I'm tired of this bullshit, damn it. Well, at least we didn't hear hear that quarterback you were talking about. Terrell Pryor, thank God you didn't bring that up. Carr is a young quarterback. You got to give him a chance. It's his second year, and he's done great things. 300-plus yards games. Yes, he's had trouble in the fourth quarter. I think he can grow out of it. We have to. He's our man, bro. You're going to have to get used to it and, 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 and embrace it until otherwise. But he has done far better than any other quarterback we've had in over a decade, man, besides Gannon. This is the guy that's done just as much as far as his yardage and stuff like that. He's a Gannon, got Gannon guy. Uh, we haven't had a good quarterback like him. Let's ride him out. Let's see him improve. Let's watch him take him to the playoffs in the Super Bowl, man. I'd love to hear that call. Thanks for the call, bro. You know I love you. Our next caller is my good brother from Tucson, Arizona. Raider Malik is in the house. Hello, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Raider Malik from Tucson. Calling after the disappointing loss to the Chiefs. Uh, it was a rivalry game. Um, Raiders showed up for a good part of the game. Just had some really big mistakes later on. Uh, definitely the interceptions from Carr. That's what people are really focusing on. Um, three interceptions, that's ridiculous. Um, it happens to the best, but still, you know, it, it played a big part in how uh, uh, what happened to the team as far as the outcome of the game. There's no doubting that. Um he had a one interception where he was really just trying to hit, keep running around instead of just you know taking the taking the the sack and going down. He kept trying to make something happen. You know the guy's a competitor. That's what that's what he's going to try to do. You know he's going to learn from that. I think the whole team's going to learn from that. Um, you really can't just pinpoint it on that one thing. I mean, well, I won't say on that one thing, but I'm saying on the interceptions. Yeah, they they definitely made a a really big part in the loss. But uh, you know. <laughs> is frustrating because this team could be so much better. Um, I just got to learn how to put, you know, put it in the hump, you know, put it over the hump, uh, get some wins uh, when, they, when they're really down the dumps and they really got to learn to step on people's throats and put them down, you know, when they're in this game. Uh, they just kept hanging around, hanging around. And it just, I don't know, some of the offense just wasn't really quite clicking. You know, they were scoring a little bit, but I don't know, just the offense was still being a little bit tentative. You know, they did throw the ball a lot, you know, kind of because they had to. And I will say, Latavius Murray, man, the guy almost has 1,000 yards. That's like the most non-impactful 1,000 yards I've ever seen. Uh, I'm just looking for more from this guy. I think he averages a little over four yards per carry throughout the season. Um, the guy just needs to really turn it up. And i got I got to say this, man. 
I think a really big part of the offense, which includes Seth Roberts, Andre Holmes, Marcel Reese, and Olawale, they really have to get more involved. And Taiwan Jones, to tell the truth, I mean Taiwan Jones, they got that great speed. He's got to they they got to figure out how to work these guys in more. I mean, you know, Roberts had like four receptions for like 55 yards, something like that, and Holmes comes in and pretty much just a touchdown maker. It just seems like we have talent, but we don't really get everybody involved as much as we could. Um, I think once they fix that, I don't know if it's, if it's a change with Musgrave or whatever. You know, I'm not getting all of that, but they just really that's that's the key to the offense, man. They really got to get guys more involved and be more consistent, less predictable, and don't just force the run just to force the run. But moving on to the defense, Khalil or Khalil, should I say, Mr. Mack and Mr. Woodson. I mean, you got to love that man. They're balling, you know. Woodson, the ageless wonder. Soon to be first time, you know, first battle Hall of Famer, guaranteed. Uh, defense was doing doing some things. Emerson didn't really have a great game they did the week before, but that's expected. You can't have that, that kind of performance every week unless you're, you know, a superstar, which he is not. But um, I'm still encouraged with this team. I'm not giving up. Yeah, we're not going to make the playoffs. I get all of that. That's fine. From now, I just want to see improvement. It's all about pride. It's all about just trying to improve this year, and we'll just take it from there. So. I think my time's getting pretty close to being done. So instead of just rambling on and on and not making a good point, I'm just going to stop right there. Just want to say uh, looking forward to the the Denver game and uh, go Raiders. Yeah, I think you probably nailed it in this game. And, you know, I agree with your take on uh, getting other people involved. I just think our offensive coordinator, uh, you know, has gotten lucky this year. I don't think he has the imagination. I don't think he knows his players yet. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I know, like you know, if this team was clicking, uh, we don't need anybody else. If this team was clicking, guys were catching balls, running, blocking the right way, if this team would click each game, we would beat everybody. That's how I feel about it. That's why I'm so pissed off when we have a performance like we did on Sunday. I appreciate the call, brother. Always do. And our next caller from Bellingham, Washington. Last but never least, my good brother, the 360 Raider. Raider Greg, Raider Nation. It's the 360 Raider checking in from Bellingham, Washington. Calling in after that just debacle against Kansas City. Uh, fourth quarter meltdowns, man. Those uh, those have to go away if we want to take this thing to the next level. Uh, Car threw three interceptions in the fourth. I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what the fuck happened in the fourth quarter. I, <laughs> Janikowski makes a field goal and then the, the ball fucking travels another five yards, hits the upright, and goes no good. Uh, he misses an extra point. I don't know what the fuck happened. I, you know, I'm starting to think that the Coliseum's fucking cursed. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. But what I do know is uh, we had plenty of chances in the fourth quarter to come back to take the lead, and we 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 go conservative. You know, cars dinking and dunking. You know, you know, couple you know, couple yards here and there. Uh, 
what really pissed me off was towards the end, yeah, we're down 14, but we got like, you know, we got like over two minutes, still got all three timeouts, two minute warning. I mean, we got to take shots to the fucking end zone, and here we're throwing, uh, we're throwing, you know, slant patterns out to the flat or, you know, doing the, you know, throwing the check downs. You got to air that out, son. You got to fucking, you know, you got to, you got to fucking launch the ball and, and, and get the, uh, and get it to, get it to the end zone. You got to take some shots, man. You can't just fucking dink it and doink it. You know, throw it inbounds and then start to use the fucking timeouts. I don't, I, you know, I, I don't know what this play calling is. I, you know, I don't know what the fuck Musgrave's doing. Uh, yesterday just kind of demonstrated to me that I think this team is just kind of folding it up. They've reached their potential, uh, and they're gonna, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna hang this up and try again next year, which is, I don't know, I think it's unacceptable. I think that they need to still try to win, win every one of these things here out. I mean, and we got a tough stretch, man. We gotta, we gotta play in Denver. This, uh, this fucking kid Brock Osweiler, he ain't no joke. He's, uh, he's three and zero. He's three and zero. Beat the shit out of the Bolts yesterday, and you know, got one against Brady and the the, the Cheatriats, and then he got the Bears a week before that. You know, the kid's three and zero. He's, you know. Holding a clipboard for uh, for Peyton Manning. There you are. Uh, then we got Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, then we got Phyllis Rivers and the Chargers, which could be potentially the last game at the Coliseum. Get your asses out there, folks. Support this team. Uh, you know, buy one less Christmas present. Buy yourself a Christmas present. Get your ass out to the Coliseum, man. And uh, finally, we close it up with the Chiefs. So, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I I just hope that, uh, you know, we could string together a couple more wins. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh and, you know, Pittsburgh and Kansas City can fall off the wagon and we somehow limp our asses in there. But uh, we got a long way to go, guys. Uh, we're not quite there yet. Uh, I think next year is when we make that push. That we just blew too many games early in the season where they were winnable and we let our foot off the gas. So I hope this coaching staff and I hope this team go back at the end of the year, they look at everything, they look at where their shortcomings are, and they uh, they improve upon them. Uh, one area that they definitely need to improve upon, when the when the, you know foot's on the gas, don't don't take it off, man. Keep choking these guys out. Just keep keep piling it on. Don't go conservative. I mean, you know. The, the the we we got the right tools in the toolbox. Use them. Well, that's it for my rant. I am the three six zero Raider. I like that rant. That was a good rant. It was a great rant for the last rant, actually. Yeah, you know the team is doing better than we thought. I think uh, we have a team that can win any game. I know when they're playing well. It's like a machine. It's beautiful to see. And then it starts to sputter, and then they disappear. I don't know what it is. Yes, I do. It's a new coaching staff. It's a new playbook. It's new players. 
It's getting used to each other's play, and we have a shitty play caller. That's our season in a nutshell. And that's why we lost this last game, and that's probably why we'll sputter a little bit toward the end of the season. So let's just see what kind of changes we're going to be making at the end of the season. It's still a lot of football to play for us. That's win every game, I say. Great call, brother. Appreciate it. Well, Raider Nation, that is it for this edition of the Raider Nation podcast. Well, the Chiefs, that was our ticket. Well, we didn't get it, and we didn't deserve it. So I would rather go into the playoffs with everyone afraid of us than everyone thinking they're going to just walk on over us. Uh, the Raiders are there. Teams are not going to be coming into Oakland next season thinking they got the W. It is a new and improved Raider team and it's just going to get better and better. We've got some games to watch. Let's see our Raiders do well. I think without this stress on their back, they should play a lot better football. I am hoping. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.